everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It's your host, Katie Zaccardi. On this week's episode, I am talking to Brianna Rellis, who has been on this podcast before. She's back. And this week, we're talking about the three mindset shifts around booking you need to make in order to successfully and easily book shows. So, this podcast was actually recorded before all of the coronavirus stuff started to happen. So you might be thinking, okay, that's nice, but booking shows is like not high on my list right now because I can't play any shows, there's no shows happening, and I don't know when they're going to be back. That might be true, but stick with us because there's still a lot that you can do in your music career to prep. And this is one of them. This conversation is something you can learn from, digest, and really start to integrate right now so that when you are able to start gigging again, it comes naturally and you don't have to worry about these mindset things holding you back. With that, Brianna and I are also hosting a free masterclass coming up on April 1st. Now you will hear us talk about this again on the episode. So this masterclass is called How to Book More Gigs Even If You Don't Have a Booking Agent. So again, this masterclass is all about booking more gigs, even if you don't have an agent, even if you don't have anyone doing it for you, and even if you want it to be super easy. I'm going to say this one more time, just because right now you cannot be playing gigs doesn't mean you cannot be doing the back-end work to get everything all figured out, to, you know, iron out those kinks, overcome those mindset blocks, and get your strategy down pat so that when the gigs start up again, you're not behind. Instead, you're ahead and you're ready to hit the ground running. Now is a great time to do that learning, to do that preparation, and you can do it with us on April 1st on this masterclass. To join, just head to bit.ly slash bookmoregigskatie. Okay, so that's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash bookmoregigskatie. Gigs, Katie. And of course, the link will be in the description of the show notes. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. It is a great one. And I hope that you implement all of the things we talk about today so that when things go back to normal, when you're playing gigs again, you are doing it with so much confidence, so much clarity, and you are getting everything you ever desired as far as gigs go. All right, let's dive in. Hey, Brianna, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. That's the first time I've ever said back. You're my first guest to come twice. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Awesome. (laughs) Well, welcome back. We are going to talk on today's episode about a very fun topic, mindset around booking gigs, because you are all about helping artists get more gigs, but we both know that there's more to that than just the strategy work. And we'll talk about how you can learn that strategy work at the end of this podcast episode. But on today's podcast, we're going to talk about some of the really, really important mindset shifts you can make in order to book more gigs and do it with ease. Absolutely. No, I think it's... um. It's a great topic. I think a lot of artists are very interested in, in knowing how they can book more gigs slash better gigs slash better venues, whatever that might be for them. Um, and really this pertains to artists at any level. It, it could be artists who are just starting out, who are just you know, entering the performance game. And it could be veteran you know, performers. It could be people who've been performing for years. Um, either way, 
it's always great to know um, the best possible route to booking more gigs, but then also understanding, you know, as you move into it, as you go into it, um, any strategy that, in, that includes mindset, because I think mindset is a huge part of it. Definitely. And I know the word mindset for some, it can be like, Ugh, I don't want to do that work. But in reality, what we're going to share with you today, these are basically like mistakes that you're making and mindset shifts you can make so that you don't make them anymore. Basically how to stop sabotaging your success when it comes to booking gigs. So let's dive right in with the first one. One of the first big mistakes that artists make, which is going into that negative mindset before they even do the work. So talk to us about where you see that happening, what it can look like and why it's so damaging. Absolutely. So I think a lot of artists um, immediately just assume that they're not even going to hear back. So they, they sabotage, sabotage themselves from the very get go because they're putting together, let's say the email, okay, to pitch, or they're, they're trying to show up, whatever it is. They're just already assuming that they're not going to get the time of day from the venue or the promoter or the booking agent or right. whoever it might be. Yeah. And so it's sort of like they're, you know, shitting themselves in the foot before they even walk through the door. I for and real just thought you said shitting themselves. And I was <laughs> like, that, that's also probably accurate. That too. We're going to leave that in. We're going to leave this in. But oh, yes, goodness. they are shooting themselves in the foot because they're, they're like I said, sabotaging before they even start. They're already assuming it's going to be, a miserable experience and they're only going to hear a bunch of no's. Yeah. And so it's like, if you're projecting that negativity out in the world, uh, then like, of course you're going to get the no. Like you, if you think you're going to get the no, you're going to get the no, you know, it, you know, um, yeah. it's, it's just one of those things where ultimately artists don't even give themselves the chance to get the yes, because they're immediately assuming it's going to, you know, turn, um, in a negative way. Yeah. And this is, I think, goes back to like basic law of attraction stuff. I always will tell people when we start having this conversation, if you haven't watched The Secret or read the book, go watch it. It's on Netflix and the book is out there. And that'll give you like the basics of law of attraction, which is kind of the fundamental principle that it, it comes down to when we talk about like, if you expect negativity if you expect things to go wrong or badly that is what you're going to get because our energy is super super powerful and the thoughts that we have and the way we go into things energetically makes a huge difference in the results we get so this is exactly that 100% I I totally agree and it's some people might think that that's like hocus pocus stuff but at the end of the day, positivity and, and really focusing on the great outcome, the good outcome at the end of the day is, is extremely powerful. And, and the power of our thoughts and the power of our words, you know, putting things into motion um, is a lot of times underestimated. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how we can overcome this. First of all, is it true that artists are going to go through this booking process and get like a shit ton of no's and it's going to be really hard and it's going to be really difficult. Like from a practical side, let's talk about that. What does that actually look like? What can we actually expect as artists? I mean, absolutely. It's a numbers game. Just like if you were 
you know, auditioning for musical theater or, or, or film, like you have to expect a certain amount of no's before you get the yes. But the way that I see it is like, you know, fail, I think, I think the way they say it is like fail fast, fail quickly, fail hard, whatever it might be. Yeah. Because the more no's that we get to and the quicker that we get to the no gives us an opportunity to get to the yes. Yeah. So if it's hard, sure, you know, but that's all, again, that's all mindset too. Like what is hard, right? So at the end of the day, it just takes effort. It takes effort and it takes consistency. Right. And of course, it's not always, you know, going to be the most glamorous side of your artist career. But when you're taking the effort to, to pitch in a way that's, that's efficient and that makes sense and that's simplified, you know, you're actually going to, I think, increase your, your opportunities to get the yes. So it's really about setting yourself up to, um, to get an, more yeses, right? Or just to get the easier yes. So yes. Speak. Yeah, exactly. And so like I kind of teased at the beginning and we'll talk about this in more depth at the end of the episode, but you can learn how to actually learn those strategies and make the booking process super easy on Brianna's upcoming masterclass, which is her book more gigs masterclass, right? Where you can learn this, but it's true. Like you said, you're going to get some no's. You're going to get some no's and you have to expect that. But I think that when you come in, with the energy of positivity and confidence in your strategy, even if you are expecting and knowing, okay, it's not going to be like a hundred percent yes rate. Like you're not going to get a hundred percent responses and they're all going to say yes. But if you approach it from a lens of confidence and a place of feeling really clear and positive that this can work out, you will get those yeses back. So that's really important. So it's, it's a combination of, you know, shifting how you think about things, being realistic, but also being positive and having those tangible strategies that you can use so that you feel really confident. Now, speaking of confidence, I want to go a little bit more into that because I think that some artists are really impacted by their confidence or lack thereof in the booking process. So tell us a little bit more about how confidence can also be something that really holds artists back from booking more gigs. Absolutely. So ultimately, if you aren't confident in who you are as a brand, as an artist, and, and what your vibe is, how are you supposed to project confidence when you're booking? How are you supposed to, and how is the venue or the booking agent or promoter um, able to understand what they're going to get, right? So you have to be super confident in, as you're presenting that, so that the venue can have confidence in you. I think a lot of artists will sell themselves short, maybe because they you know, are confused, maybe they're in the midst of figuring out their sound or figuring out who they are or where they're at. Uh, maybe they've been gigging forever and they just went from having like a four piece band to suddenly they're a solo artist and they don't have their bandmates backing them up anymore. So that creates a lack of confidence because they're used to being able to play off of people, you know, during a performance or a gig. So the confidence factor is very important as you're trying to book new gigs or more gigs. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, 
you have to pitch with confidence. And this, again, aligns with being positive. Or it, it's like the venue will sniff that out. They're going to be like, yeah. you might even like leave stuff out, you know, when you're pitching because you're not, you know, you really don't, it's almost like you just don't believe in yourself. Like right. you don't believe that you're not only capable, but you don't believe you're worthy of playing that venue. Sure. In your head, you're like, well, maybe they'll see past this. <laughs> maybe they'll see, you know, maybe if, for example, they might say, if they respond and say, yes, then that will validate that I am good enough. Well, you yes. need to believe and think you're good enough before you pitch to them. You, you can't wait for them to validate that. You have to enter it saying, no, 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 this, I've got the stuff and I'm perfect for your venue and I'm perfect for what you're doing. And that is complete confidence mindset. Oh, that was so awesome because I think that is, oh my gosh, so true. So many artists thinking, ah, you know, I've been writing music, maybe I've even recorded, but I just feel like I'm not really good enough out there. And we've had plenty of podcasts on imposter syndrome and self-doubt. So you can go back and listen to those if that is resonating with you. But it's so such a good point. Like you cannot look for external validation in, in the realm of like, well, if they want to book me, then finally I'll be validated. Then finally I'll know that somebody thinks I'm good. Then finally I'll know I'm a real artist and that I'm good enough to do things. But you are a real artist now, but you have to start acting like one. Because if you feel like you have to book a gig in order to be a real artist, they're not going to book you because you're not a real artist. They're not going to take you seriously. So it's kind of like that circle spiral that you get stuck in and you have to get yourself out. So do you have any tips for increasing confidence? You know, I just think that it, it, it really just comes down to identifying at your core, your, your beliefs, like your belief system and taking a look at your belief system as to who you think you are and, and what you value and like loving yourself. Like, I think it starts there because that's, it's like that personal self-love, but then again, your self-love and self-worth isn't contingent on your talent. So put your talent aside, you know, you have a gift, you have, you know, you, you value your life, you value who you are, you value the message and what you feel that you bring to the world every single day. And then you have this beautiful gift that is a gift that you should be sharing and understanding that those, those two go hand in hand, that you are, um, you are put in this position to share that gift. And that in itself, I think is very empowering because no one else has that same gift. Like sure, everybody, a lot of people can sing or a lot of people can um, dance or whatever talent that they might possess, but your unique perspective on it is yours and yours alone. So really understanding that that's very powerful is one way to be confident. And then if you want to just take it a step further, which is extremely important, like work your craft, stop like thinking you got this, you know, and I think that's going to maybe lead into our next point. But at the end of the day, you have to continue working your craft. You have to become the best vocalist you can be the best yeah. musician you can be. And you also have to be the best marketer you can be. This is your brand and this is your business. Yeah. You have an, a, you know, a music career. And if you want to you know, be the best 
and have confidence in what you're doing, then you need to sharpen your skills. And that's not just your talent. That's also all the skills that come into play when you are marketing yourself as a brand and, and as a business, so to speak. So you mentioned something there. Well, you mentioned a lot of things that I think we can take away from. And it's sort of like finding that right balance. You want to be confident. You want to keep that positivity and not get into like a negativity spiral. You want to exude, you know, that you are ready for this, that you are a real artist, that you believe in yourself. But you also want to make sure that you're not letting yourself off too easy in a way and that you're not just you know throwing pitches out there like you're the hottest in the world and like you don't need to practice your craft or continue improving and whatnot so talk to us about that other side of things which maybe would be identified as overconfident yes so i see this often unfortunately and it it comes down to it's funny it's not just the quote unquote veterans who have been performing for years. It's even maybe new artists that have received a little bit of success or a little bit of attention and they think, oh, I got this in the bag. You know, like I don't need to work towards this anymore because I am, um, I'm on my way, you know, I'm being discovered. And, and again, it's like that, kind of, it's almost like that false sense of confidence, but it comes across as either cocky or overconfident because what happens is, let's say they do get the gig, they show up at the gig, they're underprepared, their voice sounds like crap, they um, are super unprofessional on stage, they don't make any effort with the audience, whatever those things are, I see it very often, and then that turns into, sadly, them not getting invited back. And what is that gonna do for their mindset or their confidence? Like, then they're gonna be like, oh crap. Or they're either gonna be like, man, I need to get my act together. Or they're gonna be ticked off and blame it on the venue or blame it on the promoter. But at the end of the day, it's them. It's you, the artist. You need to keep things in check and you need to. Again, you need to stay on top of your game. So yeah, they basically screw their chances of getting invited back. That's yeah. sort of what happens at the end of the day. And it's, it's sad. It really is. And for me, as someone who books uh, artists at my venues, um, as you know, I own several restaurants um, in Dallas. And, you know, when I see this happen, I don't want to invite them back, but I also don't want to refer them to, because I know plenty of yes. venue owners and plenty yeah. of artist showcases around town. Yeah. And I don't want to would refer. not recommend. No, Yeah, I wouldn't. Cause I was going to say it's such a relationship game. And so you might be thinking, and this isn't to say that you can't like have a bad gig where you, you know, maybe you're feeling a little under the weather or whatever things didn't go as planned. That's, you know, that's understandable, but it's more so about if you are consistently showing up or if, and I'm going to ask you in a second for kind of like the signs of when you can tell that someone's maybe in this overconfidence, but it's a relationship game. And so you want to make sure that even if you're under the weather, you're showing up in a way where the people who are hosting you at this gig, the people who have invited you, the people working there, you are treating them well, you are treating them with respect, and you are showing up and doing your job. Because if you want to be an artist, if you are claiming to be an artist, which is your business and how you're making money, it's your job. And so you need to show up and be a professional. And if you're not, then like you said, Brianna, 
too bad. You know, now you're not, um, you're not going to get invited back. You're not going to get recommended like some other artists might. And that is going to halt your progress. So for the artists listening, what are some like key traits or kind of signs that you as a booker would look for to see if somebody is maybe like, and we could talk about it both ways, maybe either feeling not super professional and like underconfident or overconfident and it's not someone that you want to bring back. What do you look out for? So we can start with the artists that I've already booked. They're at my venue. I'm watching their show and I see a, they either showed up late. So they're, and they're, they're maybe setting up, but it's like a mess. Like it's a hot mess. They're like, disheveled they're all over the place because they're running behind and sure traffic happens but at the end of the day you need to like be prepared like you need to show up extra early so that you can set up everything right so that would be the first indication is and they and they're all sweaty and they just look like crap (laughs) (laughs) like they're not they don't even look good you know so that would be like the first, that's like a physical like thing that I would notice. Um, another and because you're like rushing too, like when you're late and you're trying to set stuff up, then it's just, yeah, that's like hot mess energy. Like you said, totally. And yeah. you can, and it's a vibe, like it's a total vibe, right? Super frantic. Yeah. You don't want that in your venue. No, no, it's not fun. We're, we're booking them because we want our audience to have fun. We want right. to create like a full atmosphere. You know, I don't want all that yucky hot mess stuff going on. Yeah. Yes. Um, the other thing would be as they're performing, like just not really taking the set seriously. Maybe they're either rushing through songs or maybe they're um, like laughing through songs. Like they're not professional in their performance. Right. And unfortunately for some artists, um, you know, I'm, I have a background as a vocal and performance coach. So I am a little picky when it comes to, you know, watching artists. I will, I will put that out there right now that like, I do have a different eye when I'm watching performances. Cause I'm, I'm always thinking either, Oh, this person's killing it. They're on top of it. Or, eh, that was okay. That requires yeah. improvement or that really sucked. But yeah. either way, like, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty black and white with me. And, um, so if I see that they're, if I see that they're goofing off or unprofessional during their set, I don't really love that. And, um, I, I, I love seeing them have fun, but there's a way to have fun. Yeah. I was going to say there's a difference between having fun and, and not taking it seriously. And I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Cause I have fun during my sets too. And if something goes wrong, I'll make a joke out of it and I'll engage the audience, but there's a difference from engaging the audience and then just being like, Ugh, I don't even give a shit if this goes well, like whatever. I just don't even yeah. care. And then there's, there's also the artist who like doesn't engage at all, like looks down at their guitar the entire time, or they bring, you know, like a, um, they bring like a music stand with their music mm. right in front of them and stare at them. Like the, the music stands even raised. So like it blocks their face. Yeah. Like, hmm. you know, like just things like that, where it's really, it's really odd. And that's more of like the restaurant, you know, situation. But even I've booked for um, artist showcases where the lead singer was not, was prepared, but her accompaniment, her guitar guy yeah. was not. Yeah. And he he was just all over the place. And unfortunately, as amazing of a vocalist as she was, that reflected poorly on her. Yes. 
Yeah. So those are just a few things um, that I would look at. And and so if I would dumb that down, like if I'm listening, I'm thinking, okay, show up on time, make sure I'm prepared and I know what I need to do to set up. And even like if I am late, email or call the venue ASAP and let them know so that you at least have that courtesy. I would also make sure that I'm prepared on stage. I'm taking things professionally on stage and that if I invite anyone to play with me, I am focusing on their professionalism and their preparedness because if that's not top notch, then that's going to impact you as an artist. And then overall, the last thing would be stage presence in general, making sure you are practicing that. I know that stage presence doesn't always come easy for people, but making sure that you are doing what you can to feel a little bit more comfortable on stage feeling like you can banter and engage with the audience if it's appropriate, depending on the venue. And overall, like you said, showing your face, not covering it up with like a music stand, not looking down the whole time. So I think those are like the four big takeaways from what Brianna just said. Absolutely. And, you know, following up on that thought is simply as a performer, as an artist, you have to remember that it is a you know, this is a small world, small town, small city, small state, whatever you want to call it, wherever you're at and people talk. Mm -hmm. If you deliver an amazing performance and either a, you bring in a ton of people to support you or B you kill it. And like everyone at my venue loves you. Yeah. Better believe I'm going to be telling people about your performance, you as an artist, and, and most likely you're going to get other gigs because of your time in my place. Yes. Yes. Because I talk, yeah. you know, and, and so, and then just know that, you know, everyone who's performing with you is a reflection on you. If you're the lead guy, like it's not just about you. It's about everyone who's performing with you as well. They are a reflection on you. Yes. Okay. So now what about anyone who maybe seems like they're, and they, these might overlap, but people who are maybe not feeling super confident, they're showing up and they're feeling like, uh, I'm just like, it's, and it's more than just nervousness, but you can tell that like, maybe they're just like not ready for this, or they're not able to like be present and be professional because it really does still come down to like being professional. Absolutely. Um, so what I would say to those folks is don't put so much pressure on yourself, yeah. like prepare to the best of your ability leading up to the gig because preparation does turn into confidence. Okay. If you're, if you have a lack of preparation, then that's going to really screw you. So be prepared, be on time. Cause those are two things that you can control, right? When you get there, if you're dealing with anxiety or if you're dealing with things that are knocking you off your game or focus, just remember that, you know, you have, you're bringing talent to the space and people love talent and they love to be entertained and they love to listen to music. Music is a very, um, you know, beautiful thing to where people connect, whether you're shy or scared or not, people still connect to the music and they connect and they're, um, they're drawn to talent. So remember that you have that going for you. I would highly recommend you pushing yourself out of your comfort zone even if it's just to tell a short story or even if in between your sets or before or after the show, take a moment to just say hello to people mm -hmm. and make eye contact Yeah, because that's a really great opportunity for you to engage with them. 
And it's also a great opportunity for you to capture their information if they're interested in seeing you play again. Um, and, you know, I could talk for hours on the importance of having an, e an email list. Yeah. Um, but as an artist, you know, don't miss that opportunity. And the minute that you start to open your mouth, open your eyes, engage with them in a, in a real manner, then they're going to start creating this trust for you. And then hopefully, you know, if you capture their information and start creating that engagement with them, then you can turn them into, you know, big fans who are, are going to see you at your next gig. And that's, that's going to also help your confidence because you're starting to create something and, and really um, see sort of the fruits of your music. Totally. So you mentioned again in there about preparedness. And I think that preparedness is something that's not only going to help you with your confidence, not only going to help you with how you show up and how you get more gigs, but also how you feel when you're on stage, right? It's all around. So that kind totally. of leads, you're hosting something that can help artists to book more gigs, even if they don't have help, even if they don't have a booking agent, even if they're just getting started, even if they want, even if they're experienced, but they just want to grow more, right? And get more. So tell us about this free webinar that you have coming up. Absolutely. So this webinar is called book more gigs, even if you don't have a booking agent. And really it's all about a pitch strategy. It's, it's having a, the right pitch strategy to simplify your approach, to modify your and refine your approach. And um, like I said earlier, this is for artists at all stages, because at the end of the day, we all want to create opportunities for ourselves. And this book more gigs webinar is going to be um, really enlightening because I'm including a lot of my insight, not only as a performing artist consultant, but also as a venue owner. And I'm going to be showing examples of things that are really great that artists are doing, but then also examples of like some, um, some things and, and emails that I receive from artists, like real emails, of course, I'm going to hide their information, but real, real emails that I received that, that what? completely turned me off. Like what not to um, do. Yes. Yeah. What not to do. And so I, I say that, you know, it'll be, we'll be talking about the do's and don'ts, uh, the top pitching strategies, and ultimately, you know, a, just creating like a simplified pitch so that you don't have to spend hours a day. I mean, I talked to some artists who spend like four to five hours a day just sending emails. I'm yeah. Like, that's a lot of time. A lot of, a time. Lot of time. Yeah. We're going to co-host this webinar and Brianna's going to do the teaching portion of it. So it's going to be so amazing. And by the end of this webinar, you're going to be able to pitch to music venues in a way that doesn't eat up all your time and know exactly what you should and shouldn't do as you approach it. Is that accurate? Absolutely. And I'm even going to be giving a really cool uh, takeaway bonus um, at the end of the webinar too. Oh, we so love that. We stay love tuned that. for that. You got to stick around. So this is happening on Wednesday, April 1st. No, it's not an April Fool's joke. It's seriously happening. It's going to be epic. You don't want to miss it. It's happening at 7 p.m. Eastern or 6 p.m. Central time, which is Brianna's time zone. So seriously, guys, you can you can uh, sign up. Not an April Fool's joke. Make sure you join us. Bit.ly slash bookmoregigskatie. I'm going to put the link in the show notes as usual, but it's bit.ly, so bit.ly slash bookmoregigskatie. 
Katie, all lowercase. That's how you can sign up and join us on this amazing class that we are going to be hosting on April 1st. It's going to be so much fun. And if you resonated with anything that we spoke about today, if you are ready to really hone in on your pitch, book more gigs with ease, get more gigs and feel super, super confident as you do it and expand on everything we talked about on this podcast episode, you're going to want to join us. So do not miss out. Absolutely. So definitely register uh, at Katie's through Katie's uh, bit.ly link bookmark gigs, Katie. And I look forward to seeing you on April 1st. We're going to have an incredible training. We are. So Brianna, before we let you go, let us know what is one final tip you would give to any artist out there who is thinking either I'm, I feel like I really want to start booking gigs or I feel like I really want to take it to the next level, but I just don't know if I'm ready to do it or I just don't know what I'm missing. What is one final word of advice you would give? My one final word of advice is uh, we're never ready, right? So I love, and that's for anyone, but for artists, you have to just take consistent action and you have to be willing to put things out there. I think you and I have discussed this before. I think you call it like sloppy action or messy action. Um, messy action. Yes. Is, is taking the time to actually put forth the effort to get things moving for yourselves. Because if you do, whether you get that particular gig or one, one ahead of that, you know, it's like, it's like, practice. You're practicing to, yes. to get things going for yourself. So if you want to just keep thinking in your head, oh, I don't, this is a lot, or I don't know if I can do this, or I don't even know if I'm ready for this, or, you know, you're not going to know until you get in there. So that is my one big piece of advice. And again, that's for the veterans as well. I mean, some, some of them are just so burned out. They're like, I don't even want to perform anymore. Well, maybe there's a different performance opportunity for you out there. That's going to suit you better. Mm, and maybe totally. you dip your toes into that. Maybe you need to figure out how to like get into those house gigs or those private gigs or whatever that might be for you. It's like that is an opportunity for you to make money and more importantly to create fans who are then going to pay for your, your music or your merch or whatever that might be and, and join you along your journey in your music career. Yes. I love that. It's so true. You're never going to be ready. Start before you're ready. Take messy action. You cannot get to where you want to go until you just start where you are at. Thank you so much, Brianna, for this massive value today. Make sure you all join us on this free training we are hosting on April 1st. Go to bit.ly slash Katie to join us. And Brianna and I will see you there. Bye, everyone. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Katie.